Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katzmatidis. This is Cats at Night, John. And we have one great show for you today. And uh, my God, it's Monday already. What happened to the weekend? And, gone, uh, but not forgotten. John. Gone, but not forgotten. And uh, in the studio with us, we got uh, Judge uh, Richard Weinberg and uh, Congressman Peter King. And uh, you sure King's Highway was not named after you, Peter? Actually, it's a secret, John. It really was, but I, I, I try not You're to brag about it. I try not Peter? to brag about it, yeah. And if you fix East Hampton Airport, I promise you we can rename it King's Airport. Wow. Let me talk to my daughter about that. All right. Okay, I mean, right. you got to talk to your daughter. That's an incentive. Okay. And uh, Lydia Serrani, my sidekick, and somebody objected. Send me an email over the weekend. They objected. Why are you calling Lydia your sidekick? I said, she keep kicking me. <laughs> I don't care. Um I am, what do, what do I call it? If he's the king, I'm the, what, the empress, would you say? What would you say? No, that's the king over there. Oh, so you're the king and then whatever. Just, I'm, I'm here. John I'm, is the emperor. The and, emperor, uh, right. we have, uh, I, I know Bill O'Reilly's waiting on Yes, him. we have a fantastic. Bill O'Reilly waiting. He's an important guy. I know. He's very important, but I want to tell everybody. He might what get we, his Irish up. I know. We got a good <laughs> show for everybody tonight. Judge Andrew Napolitano. We'll talk to David Sokol, J.P. Miller of the Empire Report. We'll also be speaking with Dr. Mark Siegel and the president of Staten Island Baseball, Eric Shuffler. But now on the line, Bill O'Reilly, prolific author, media <laughs> personality. What, I mean, there's so many adjectives to describe you. Legendary, iconic. We love your newsletter here. You have a, a radio show Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. right here on WABC. Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly. Your latest book, Killing the Killers. is. And he's a big fan of President Biden. Yes, he loves President <laughs> Biden. One of the biggest. And Kamala Harris and AOC and all these other whack jobs. Bill O'Reilly. Well, I got a hot show tonight at 9 o'clock on WABC because I think it's over for Mr. Biden. And I believe um, from the people that I'm talking with, and I don't use anonymous sources on the show, but I can tell you because this is an interview. I went to the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard. I have a master's in public administration. And, and my classmates were mostly Democrats who now work in consulting firms for the Democratic Party. So they're still friends of mine. And here, after the Mideast trip, where Mr. Biden said honor instead of horror, referencing the Holocaust, where he said selfishness instead of selflessness, referencing American troops in the Middle East, now... The lid is done. Almost all of the money people and the big influential Democrats want him out after the midterm elections. They don't want him to carry through for the other two years. That is quietly circulating around now. It's not going to be a 25th Amendment thing. 
it's going to be resigning for health reasons. But that's what's in play. Now we end up with Harris? Oh, my God, it's worse. I don't think it's worse. Well, it may be worse if you don't like the Biden administration, but it's not worse for the Democratic Party. So they, she's a placeholder, and there would be a primary for 24. She wouldn't be the favorite daughter. It's usually favorite son, but now I have to be politically correct in my speech. She'd be the favorite. She wouldn't. She'd have to compete. And we all saw how well she did when she competed in the first primary in 2020. 3%. Faster. And it's not going to get any better because she has no record to run on. She has nothing. And we are the so, laughing stock of the world. I mean, you whatever, know, maybe they're not verbally saying it, but we are the laughing stock of the world. Well, look, this is a pathetic, dangerous situation at the same time. I tell everybody, look, elderly people, when they start to lose it, we have to be compassionate. It's nothing to make fun of. It's nothing to be happy about. But now all Americans are suffering because of this. And when you have a guy out there and, and he's saying these kinds of things and fumbling around and he can't get through, he can recite words, but he cannot say them. He doesn't know what he's saying. It's, it's like you, you can teach somebody who doesn't speak English to recite English words. You can do that. I, I just, you know, he's got a 30 percent approval rating. I want to know how stupid those 30 percent are to, to, to even accept this. But they're <clears throat> zealots. You know zealots. And they're on both sides. You know, when Nixon uh, had to resign, 30 percent of the public supported Nixon. They didn't want him out. Bill, this is Pete King. Can I ask you a question? How can Republicans sure. manage to lose this between now and November? You know, October surprise. Trump announces – that he's going to run for president, that'll give new life to the Democratic Party. That's that's the big thing. Yeah, I agree Trump with you. Trump announces his candidacy that will help the Democratic Party, that will galvanize. If he doesn't, then Hispanics are going to vote, I believe, mostly for Republicans. It'll be close, but I think they'll get a plurality. Blacks will stay home. You're not going to vote for uh, Kathy Hochul. You know, if you look at the New York gubernatorial race, she's in trouble. But Zeldin's got to step up. He's got to really be a populist out there and say, look, I'm going to clean this crime stuff up and I'm going to lower your tax burden. So 700,000 people don't have to leave the state in the next four years. You realize that 700,000 people have left New York State in the last four years? That's incredible. incredible. yeah, but they're publicly they're saying it's only 300,000 because they're, no, they're, 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 they're balancing people, out. They're adding the, uh, the, yeah, the homeless from uh, Central America. <laughs> on the late night flights from the right. border. But, but 700,000 taxpayers have left. There's got to be a reason why they're leaving, right? Yep. They're leaving because uh, if they live in the city, crime – and if they don't live in the city, but they're anywhere else in New York, you can't afford to live here. If I didn't support my late mother in Levittown in that house, she couldn't afford to pay the property tax. She couldn't afford it. No. I had to pay them. Well, talking about affordability right now, that as the major banks are saying that that the middle class is borrowing from the credit cards to pay their ordinary bills. Right. A new poll came out that 75% of middle-class Americans say they can't keep up with the amount of inflation, their income, and that's what they're doing, dipping into their savings or borrowing against their credit cards. That's true. But uh, if you listen to my program 
at 9 o'clock on WABC tonight, we're going to give you a phenomenal money-saving tip. It's phenomenal. And I didn't know about this until the weekend because I put investigators on. We have a segment that we run a few times a week called The Smart Life. Live the Smart Life. It's a brand-new segment. Um, you know, brought into BillOReilly.com, and of course, it extends to WABC at 9 p.m. And we found this um, app, The Honey. The Honey. It's an amazing purchase app that can bring down the cost of whatever you buy, including food. So we debut it tonight. I never heard of it. <clears throat> I don't what, even what does know what it an do? App is. I got to get my. I, I mean, is this like a, right it's now. just like a Latin's lamp. You rub it, and genie comes out. Honey, it's it's an amazing thing. And then if you do it, you'll you'll save a lot of money that'll make up from some of these higher prices. Coupons and cashback. Search for deals. You know, it's it's basically coupons. They used to have them in the newspapers, but nobody reads newspapers anymore. So now they've transferred it to the internet, and this honey outfit directs you to the coupons for what you want to buy. And Amazon is a part of it. And you can buy anything you want on Amazon. So it's, it's really an incredible thing. But my uh, mandate now is not only to watch these politicians that are hurting all of us, but to also give my audience and WABC's audience as many money-saving tips as I can give you to balance this horror, because it is a horror. Mm-hmm. You know, your hourly wage is not going up 9%, and that's the inflation rate. Bill, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. I want to commend you on the newsletter that you, you put out, which I thought was very instructive. And you're talking about the real commitment of the progressives is not to win on a particular issue or even to knock out institutional restraints that stand in the way of achieving their goals, but fundamentally is to totally change the constitutional order in this country. Would you discuss that for us, please? Sure. Now, that uh, was posted at noon yesterday on BillOReilly.com. I write a weekly column, uh, and then what I wrote yesterday was basically this. If you look at the agenda, which is clearly stated in the Los Angeles Times, written by a columnist named Nicholas Goldberg, he flat out says this Constitution has to go because it doesn't reflect the current population of America. And then, you know, that's the mantra. That these were all white landowners, bewigged is the word Goldberg uses. And this is our, you know, this constitution, this is obsolete. You got to throw it out. And some of this stuff is, is horrifying. It's basically no Second Amendment. That's gone. You can't protect yourself. Replaced by the federal government instituting special privileges for LBGTs, certain minority groups. That's institutionalized in the new constitution. They get special privileges to make up for all and, the abuse. and the abolition of the electoral college, which means you'll have majoritarian. No tyranny. more electrical college, and no more two senators for each state. So the senators would be like the House. Peter King knows this better than anyone, based on population. So that means that California would run the country. California, New York, and Illinois combine the population would have, you know, eight senators as compared to one in Wyoming or or Idaho, the conservative states, and California would dictate what happens. This is what the progressives want. They want to abolish the Supreme Court as is, basically have 25 justices, which would be, you know, political patronage, not based upon skill level, but ideology. It's horrifying. 
Well, it really is. And you know, to an old... newspa- this is what the L.A. Times wants. I was going to say during all the years when the Supreme Court, you know, conservatives considered, you know, fought to the left too easy on criminal rights, etc. Uh, nobody thought of changing the Supreme Court. Nobody that I know on the conservative side spoke about expanding the court or taking away the power of justices. And a lot of times when the Democrats really control the Senate and it was different population spreads, nobody was talking about changing it. So really, these, these progressive Democrats want to change the whole structure of the country rather than fighting within the rules that we've had for 200 totally years. Totally opportunistic. Yeah. But are they this well, stupid that they constantly talk about the transgender stuff like UPenn nominating Leah Thomas, the biological male, as uh, what athlete, women athlete of the year? And then you have in New Jersey what happened there where the inmate, the male inmate, Demetrius, now Demi, he impregnated two fellow inmates. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, look, it's just so stupid. Everybody knows. Here's, there's good news here in the sense that the American people, the regular folks, the working class people have had it. So the progressive movement is not going to get any traction there at all, ever again. They've destroyed themselves. And because Biden has embraced the progressive movement, Biden's fortunes are dragging down the Governor Newsom's of the world, who, as you all know, went to Washington because he knows that Biden is through. And he wants to be the new kingmaker. The guest I have on uh, Common Sense tonight at 9 o'clock is a guy who just put out a book and a documentary on Michelle Obama, and he says what I've been saying for months, that Michelle Obama is going to run for president. It's a great interview tonight to watch because he spells out what Mrs. Obama's strategy is and how she is insinuating herself into the political process now because the Obamas, like everybody else, know that Biden is finished. And so all of this is swirling around. Well, but we, main, we, we knew they were finished when the Washington Post came out against them. The New York Times came out against them. And yesterday, the CNBC came out against them. So, Well, it, it was MSNBC, I think, John. A CNBC um, in addition. Um, the, but what the media won't tell you is what's going on behind the scenes inside the Democratic Party. And that's why I'm saying I don't think Biden's going to make it. The next two and a half years, they've got to get him out of there in order to have any viable shot for 24, the presidency. But I think they're going to get whacked in November unless, you know, the problem is with Herschel Walker. I mean, how many kids are you going to have, Herschel, that we don't know about here? You know, my, my line is if Herschel Walker's all his children voted, he'd win in Georgia. I mean, my God. <laughs> Um, and then you got Oz in Pennsylvania, who really lives in New Jersey. These are tough races because of the people involved. But the ideology is, who's going to vote for the Democrats now? I mean, are you crazy? Look at what the party has done. A, 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 Not a only- vote for the Democratic Party in a, for, for Senate is like a vote for Biden, which is stupid. Right. It's suicidal. I mean, you're just absolutely hurting yourself by supporting this movement, which has failed so vividly. There's no two sides to any of this. There's no two sides to Joe Biden's performance. I mean, look how much harm they've done in a year and a half. You you want to have another two and a half years of this? It's going to get worse. The man is 80 years old in November. You think he's going to get better? He's mentally 90. Yeah, he's no, no, I shouldn't insult. I shouldn't insult <laughs> Cindy Adams. You shouldn't insult all ninety-year-olds. Well, Cindy's very. Cindy bright, is but... the sharpest lady I've ever met, and she was terrific talking about Ivana yesterday. Well, all I have to say is that Joe Biden is not Paul McCartney. 
Okay? <laughs> He's not going Mick out Jagger. and doing concerts all over the place when McCartney actually remembers the words of the songs. Biden can't even read the words off the page written for him. It's insane. Second worst president in our history. Bill, could, I blame his wife, Dr. Jill. I, I think I she's agree. the handler. She, I think she knows how, how he is. How could they do this to our country? They knew what they had. Well, I think they buried him in the basement power. and they allowed him to run. Now she's saying, oh, he had so many hopes, but because of all the crises, he can't do what he wanted to wanted to do in the White House and wanted he to do for the country. Uh, these are self-induced crises, the border crisis, or the yeah, crime crisis, the inflation. All of it is self, we, self-imposed. But what do you expect her to do, Lydia? She does what Tammy Wynette does. Stand by your man. It's what Hillary did. Stand by your man. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, when Dr. Jill goes out and says all this stuff, I, you know, what else is she going to say? My husband doing a good job? <laughs> Probably her Come big on. mistake, though, was allowing this to go from the start. Exactly yes. right. Yes. Exactly She's right. She's going to withhold Never the banana pudding. To run. She's going to withhold awful. the banana pudding if he's not a good boy. Well, look, power is power. You guys know what that is. And it's yes. a narcotic. Yes. And they want power. They got power. Nobody in the Democratic Party, believe me, this is true, ever thought it was going to be this bad. They I, never I, I didn't, to be bad. honest with you. I didn't. No. I did. I did. Okay. I, did. I did. And I said it five days before the election. Okay. I said, you may not like Trump, but you vote for this guy. You're going to get hurt. Yeah, I, I wouldn't vote for Biden. He was he's so much worse than he used to be, I'll tell you. I, no, no, but you know, but I, Peter, I, I, you I knew when they over. kept him buried under wraps in the basement, yeah. something was going on. I just didn't think that he could be that bad, that's all. Major crime in New York City is up now 37%. A girl was sexually assaulted from behind walking down the street on 82nd and Central Park West. I mean, this is getting a little, like, this is... I've, well, I've, that's, Hochul, that's Hochul and de Blasio right there. And right. Cuomo. Yes. Cuomo. Yes. That's those. Those are the three responsible for the little girl being brutalized yeah. right there. Yep. OK. And, you know, Adam says he wants to do something about it. And I feel bad for Adams in this capacity because you got a Nobel law there. You're putting people back on the street, you know, are violent with rap sheets down your down your arm of violent offenses. You're putting them right back on the street. They're laughing at you. You think they're going to stop their conduct? It's insane. And so. Those are the three. What's Hochul doing? What's he doing to mitigate crime in his state? Bill O'Reilly, November. It's going to come down to who is going to keep New York safe. All the crap set aside. All the crap set aside. It's going to be who is going to keep New Yorkers safe, and that's what it's going to come down to. You know, it's in the state and the city of New York and the country of the United States, we are at a nadir, word of the day, nadir, low point. And the people have got to rise up. Even the zombie zealots have got to say, enough. We've got to put problem solvers in office. That's the only solution. Bill O'Reilly, I'm going to be listening to you tonight at 9 o'clock on WABCradio.com, 770 on your dial, and on your iPhone app at 77. WABC Worldwide, and as Larry Cudler would say, including the solar system. Thank you so much, and we'll be listening in tonight to find out what else Bill O'Reilly has to say. Thank you so much. All right, thanks for having me in, guys. Thank you, Bill. And now we have Judge Andrew Napolitano. Did I say it right? Napolitano. Napolitano. What kind of Italian are you? I know, right? You know, Albanian (laughs) Italian. Because I'm thinking of Napolitano, because obviously he's from his family's from Naples. Hi, Judge. How are you? 
Brian, Lydia, you know, in New Jersey, the best Italian restaurants are owned by Albanians. Of I hate course. All over true. New York, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We just went to Benjamin's Steakhouse finally uh, for my mother's birthday. So we have to talk about Uvalde, that massacre where the children were killed and the two teachers. 400 cops, most of them made up of federal and state law enforcement. And the kids bled to death. And the kids bled to death. And I'm going to make you feel even worse. Because the Supreme Court has ruled that there is no ability to sue the police for their failure to protect those kids. Mm. So the heartbroken parents who have just buried their babies have no legal recourse whatsoever. It is just horrible. How you I, know the, the the legal recourse is make sure when you go to the elections in in November. Make sure you vote for the persons and the people that are going to keep our country free our, and, and our cities and states free because, you know, Democratic Party is out of control. But, no, it's not the Democratic Party with those cops, though. I mean, this was in Texas. What happens? Did they just freeze, Judge? What happens to these cops? I, 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 heard, I heard some of the audio. Sir, please put down your weapon, sir. Please. Aren't they supposed to just shoot to kill after? I mean. The first shot, they should have moved in. Even before the first shot. How about he shouldn't have been able able to get into the school? He was loitering around for a while. I I think, but this is not a Democrat versus Republican. I think this is just cultural. Those cops were afraid. Right. I mean, I would take a rookie in the NYPD over those cops in South Texas whose goal was to protect themselves rather than to stop the shooter. There were 376 of them there. Judge, one madman. Judge, this is Pete King. I think the challenge in New York with the NYPD would be keeping the cops back. As soon as that happened, they'd be fighting right. to get in. They'd be fighting each other to get there first. And and you and I, who are native to this part of the country, are not just saying it because we're prejudiced in favor of the NYPD. It's true. The NYPD would be fearless. These 376 cops, here's the perfect storm. The guy in charge did not have a walkie-talkie to communicate with them. So he couldn't communicate with his team. He couldn't communicate with his dispatcher. He couldn't communicate with the heads of the various teams that are there. There were 24 different uh, police uh, departments that were there. The only way he could talk to them was by shouting to them. One of the cops wanted to go in there and just blow this kid away before the kid shot the cop's gun. And the other cops held him back because the chief of police wouldn't let him in. If a jury were to hear this, they would issue huge awards to the parents. But a jury will never hear it because the Supreme Court has prohibited these kinds of lawsuits. It's big government protecting itself, and it's wrong. Judge, it's uh, Judge Richard Weinberg. What about uh, disciplinary action against these cops for their failure to act? What good does that do you? The kids are dead. And I understand, but you have to do something to vindicate. I think we got to, the reason we're talking about this is because we have to make sure that a tragedy like this never happens again. That's why you have to vindicate that. You have to discipline that. That's because, I mean, nothing can bring back those kids. You even see the video of one of the cops, like he was an off-duty cop trying to come in there, and they stopped him, and his 10-year-old daughter was one of the kids that was shot to death. He could have saved his daughter's life. Can you imagine being that father? 
And I would have gone in. And I would have gone. I don't care. I would have let they nobody They wouldn't let him. Me. They jumped in front of him. He had his gun on him yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, the cops can't allow a situation like that to develop. I've seen in New York there's an incident commander. And to have, what, 24 different police departments showing up and nobody's in charge? You have to have it Correct. fully determined in advance who was the incident commander, who gives the orders, who follows what. And that can be within the police department or between the police and the fire department. All of that has to be practiced and trained and worked out and agreed upon so that when something like this happens, it's just muscle memory. They know what to do. Congressman King, my my uh, fellow graduate of the great University of Notre Dame, you're 100 percent correct. And when they did do these practice drills, this guy, uh, Pete Arredondo, was in charge and everybody knew it. And he's the one who froze. So, Judge Weinberg, I don't think the cops can be disciplined because the cops obeyed their commander. The commander is the one who should be disciplined. But John is correct. The kids are dead. What is a little bit of discipline to the commander going to do? He's old enough to retire. You have to send a message that this is unacceptable and the commanders have to take responsibility. If there's a coward of the year award, this guy gets it. We should make him a national coward of the year. Judge, there's also the question that 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 was only an eight-man police department. Why put the head of that department as the incident commander with the 24 police departments involved? There was only a five-foot fence around the school. The door was unlocked. The classroom door was also unlocked. I mean, abject failures all the way around. The fact that even that mother went in, was able to get her two kids out. She saved her kids' lives. I I just, my heart breaks every time we talk about that story. Let me tell you about the door. The door was unlocked. That's how the madman got into the school. The police assumed the door was locked. They waited 44 minutes for a janitor to show up with the key. Nobody in the police department even tried the door. It was, in fact, not locked. It is farcical that they should be standing on the outside of the door waiting for a key when the door was unlocked. Crazy. Crazy. You can't make this up. Can't make this up. Well, thank you so much, Judge. Thank you for all that you do. And welcome back to Cats at Night anytime. Thank you, sir. Judge, go Irish. (laughs) From Napolitano to King. Yes, go Irish. (laughs) All the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let's take a break. And uh, what are we coming back with? David Sokol. And what is he going to talk about? He's going to talk about energy, talk about the SEC, and I'll more. I'll keep my mouth shut because you know, I want to hear what he has to say. Oh, because you know nothing. I know nothing oh, about energy. Oh, that's right. Keep <laughs> it right here. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katz Matidis Cats at Night show. Keep it right here. We still got a great show for everyone. Right now, we are speaking to David Sokol. He's a chairman and CEO of Teton Capital, chairman of the board of the Atlas Corporation. He's also an expert when it comes to energy, and he's got a great book out. It's called America in Perspective. Uh, David Sokol, tell us, you know, Biden, it, it was embarrassing. It, how do you feel how his trip went? That's my opinion. But how do you feel his trip went to Saudi Arabia? Uh, well, I think his trip was 
pretty much um, consistent with the rest of his presidency thus far, which is rather disjointed and uh, doesn't appear that there's really a plan. And uh, and the cognitive skills seem to continue to deteriorate. Now, I mean, it, it's very sad. You know, the whole world is laughing at us and uh... – and they and crude oil went up five bucks. What does that signal? So basically, the markets are saying we don't, we don't, we're not confident in Biden either. Well, it was almost eighty nine on Friday, right. almost. Uh, no. Mr. Sokol, give us yeah. your vision. What the heck is going on in the energy business? I mean, if if President Biden opened up North America, uh, the Canadians tell me oil would be down to seventy five again, maybe less. Yeah. Well, John, if I could, one quick moment just to tell you, I'm a, I'm a huge fan and admirer of your uh, your career and particularly your knowledge of the energy industry, uh, uh, given given that that has not been your primary focus. So, first of all, thank you for having me on, and, and uh, to, it's great to speak with you. Um, you know, I liken the policy of both the Obama administration as well as the Biden administration on energy. Uh, it's It's like doing a transfusion where you're going to take the bad blood out on one, one, one side of the person and put new blood and healthy blood in the other side. And the problem is they're doing a transfusion without having the new blood. And so they're taking they're, out the blood out of us in America mm-hmm. and giving it to the Europeans and, uh, and, and the Iranians and the uh, Chinese Chinese and whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's insane because, you know, energy is the lifeblood of every economy. And, uh, you know, it's one thing if, if, in fact, we had a consensus in this country that, that reducing to zero CO2 over a reasonable period of time was, was agreed by everyone. And we had laws that, that stipulated how we would do that. You know, everybody would, would find a way to comply, as we have in the past on, on great initiatives. Uh, th- there is no such plan. There, there isn't even a consensus that there should be a plan. And if there was a plan, it should be linked with China and India and others who are larger CO2 emitters than ourselves. And so you know, it, it is frightening what they're doing because the damage they could do to this economy long term, if they continue on this path of reducing our availability of cost effective energy uh, in, in the hopes of, and dreams that some someday other other for other things will show up. Um, it's it's one of the one of the worst uh, situations I've ever seen. Uh, David Sokol, I know when John you had said this famously, and I keep bringing this up because you were the first person to ever say it. When President Biden, with his first executive order, shut down that Keystone pipeline, John predicted that inflation, everything. And now the Fed is talking about raising the interest rate another three quarters of a point to combat a recession that is, in, you know, inevitably here. John believes, I know I'm speaking for you, John, but John believes if we made ourselves back to being energy independent, we could combat recession. What do you think, David Sokol? Yeah, I think John's exactly right. I mean, energy independence is essential if you're going to control the future of your economy. Energy independence doesn't mean that you can't transition over time to a reasonable plan that, that perhaps people put together. But there is no plan. And so it was it was you know, all of those steps taken the first day or the first six months of the of this administration were all political showboating to, to the progressive left, but with no real substance to them. Uh, I mean, there's real substance to the downside, but there's no solution provided. Like I said, they're taking the blood out, but but they don't have any any energy to put in the other side. And, and uh, uh, that's so cool. It's, uh, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. And the problem also, it's not only our economy, but it's also a national security issue. And it's a, a foreign policy issue. Would you discuss that, please? 
Yeah, I agree with you completely. I mean, there's no reason whatsoever that the U.S. should be beholden to other countries for adequate energy resources when we, in fact, have more than any other country. I mean, when you think about that, again, that doesn't that doesn't eliminate our, our, our ability to move to a lower carbon environment if that's a, a consensus decision of the country. But but you don't do one without the other. And and the other thing is not, it's not like fossil fuels. The fact that the environmental groups get to come out and and hate CO two, but then say it's the existential threat of our planet, and then but but you know what you can't use nuclear power. It, it's just why we allow people to to make statements like that. I mean, if was, if I believed it was the existential threat of our time. And nuclear was absolutely critical to getting there. I would find a way to use nuclear. Well, the the Germans, the Germans woke up, and what did the European community say? That they consider nuclear power and uh, uh, something else now green power. Oh, that's right. They said fossil fuels. They consider fossil fuels. No, now, no, now, no, now, no, no. Nuclear power. Oh, okay. And something else. Okay. I mean, yeah, they, all of a yeah, sudden. They shut down. All of a sudden, they wake up and say, oh, it's cold at night. <laughs> That's right. And they, but they had already shut down their nuclear plants were, and shutting down their coal plants. Now that they've realized what they've done, uh, they have to reverse course. I at least give them credit for being smart enough to reverse course. Our administration is clearly not prepared to do that. And it's just, I mean, a small, just, just an example of when you make bad policies, how quickly things can go the wrong way, what's going on in Sri Lanka now, with Sri Lanka is certainly not America, but when, when, when the elites start telling folks, oh, here's what you need to do, there's the results that happen. Um, and, uh, you know, these things need to be thought through. They need to be managed. They need to be planned. Uh, but that's not, you know, this administration is all about identity politics, not putting qualified people in place, putting people that identify with the various tribes, if you will, that they want to break us all into. And that's really why we wrote this book, American Perspective, is we've got to get people back recognizing why America is so extraordinary and so successful. It's because we act on things historically and we self-heal through consensus. It may take longer than people like for us to reach consensus, but it's been the basis of a government of the people. And in the last uh, 10, 12 years, we've, we've shifted so dramatically to this elitism and totalitarian type thought process, and and even some some Congress people talking about socialism, which is just it's mind boggling to me that those they're, words they're taking down our country. We're coming on on a hard break, but David Sokol, I, I hope you come on again because we want to talk further uh, with you, and uh, and uh, please uh, we'll we'll have you on maybe at the end of the week or over the weekend again. Thank you so much for calling in, and uh, give me your name of your book again. It's American perspective, and, uh, and and hopefully it'll make a difference. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you. And uh, you're on Amazon, I guess, and uh, yes, and Barnes and yeah. Noble, Amazon, and and uh, the other thing is FreedomWorks.org. Uh, they can they can order it through that as well. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you. And we're taking a hard break right now, and we're going to come back with J.P. Miller to find out what the heck is going on in New York State. There's so much news. J.P. Miller from the Empire Report, ny.com. That is the music from Long Island. We got J.P. Miller. Rockaway Beach, too. Apparently. Rockaway Beach? Yeah. 
J.P. Miller, if I invite you to my beach house, would you go in the ocean? <laughs> John, I would, but most people wouldn't. Um, I uh, Maybe up to my waist. What about you? Have you been in yet this year? I've been in. It's up to my uh, uh, my ankles. <laughs> that's why God invented you... swimming pools, that's why. That's why God gave us swimming pools. <laughs> Do you notice less people in the water this summer or more or about even? Uh, yeah, it's about even. But let me tell you something. I think it's a matter of age. If you're 25 or 30 and under, you have no fear. No brains, no fear. No fear, no brains. You know what they used to say to pilots? They used to say there are old pilots and there are bold pilots, but there are no old, bold pilots. That's that's Yeah, it's true. You always see, like, the most careful driver is somebody who's elderly. Have, they, have you had any reports? And Now, uh, J.P. Miller started in, like, 2013, 14 the Empire Report, NY.com, uh, which is the most comprehensive news report uh, on uh, uh, on your computer. It's like, the, well, you know, the big one in, the, in our country is Drudge Report. Now, JP is like the Drudge Report of New York State or New York City. That's right. And, and tell us, uh, have you had a lot of stories on these sharks? John, uh, I monitor what stories on Empire Report get the most clicks each day, each week, each month. In the winter, what gets the most clicks is snow reports. There's going to be a big nor'eastern dump 12 or 14 inches. Snow is the number one click getter you could possibly have on a news site. In the summer, sharks, shark attacks, sharks in the water. People see the word sharks. They want to click on the story. They want to know there have been Five uh, shark interactions with humans over the last two weeks on Long Island. Governor Hochul came out today. She says she is increasing drone and helicopter monitoring over Long Island. They're going to have increased lifeguards, increased patrols. And what do they say is causing this? They say there's some scientists in Florida say that it's actually not great whites in Long Island, but it's sand tiger sharks. They can get big. They can get 10 feet in length. But what they do is they're feeding on schools of fish on Long Island, and they're mistaking people's feet for fish. So they say that there is a sand tiger shark nursery located just off Long Island where there's a ton of these sand sharks. Um, And, you know, the scientists, of course, say, no cause for alarm. They're not going to eat you alive, but um, they're not swimming. Only take your foot. foot. You know, uh, uh, Anthony Weiner who starred in Sharknado, and I Did watched... Well, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, he gets a point zero 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 four cents for every time you watch it. And yeah. Anthony Weiner said, uh, I watched a, a shark movie uh, over the weekend. Me and Margo watched The Three-Headed Shark. Okay. You know, you've heard of The Two-Headed Shark. Yes. I've seen that. This year's is The Three-Headed Shark. Okay. Is that inflation? <laughs> <laughs> But I tell you, people, you know, it, it's it's entertaining. Tell us on the Empire Report, NY.com, what else is uh, the big thing that people are clicking on this year? Well, the other thing, well, uh, of course, unfortunately, this is, you know, sharks, hopefully they don't hurt anybody. Unfortunately, another thing that people click on is the, the crime in New York City. Oh. And just, just last night, Sunday night, 12 shot, 2 stabbed in New York City. 
on a Sunday night. And um, a lot of them women seem like, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's any end in sight. One, a, a young girl and her 46 year old mom who are from San Antonio, Texas, were standing inside a store in the Bronx and struck by gunfire just before 9 p.m. Uh, mother and daughter duo, duo appeared to be innocent bystanders. This is a, according to the New York Post. And, uh, you know, each week, you know, you get to the end of the week and you hope it's not going to happen. And then Monday morning you open up the paper and it's 12 people shot in a single night. It's kind of crazy. And we're getting, you know, I think people are getting a little bit desensitized to it, you know, except for, of course, the people in those neighborhoods. You know, you know what the election is going to come down to this uh, this November? Who do you trust to keep you safe after the election? No matter what they promise you, it's going to come down to whom do you trust that's not going to lie to you and is going to keep you safe after the election. I mean, what say you, uh, JP? Uh, I agree. You know, all the polls that come out, they say crime is the number one issue on the mind of New Yorkers. And uh, people want a safe city. Uh, New York City has obviously not uh, come back as quick as other cities around the country uh, since COVID. And people say it's because of the crime. If it was a safe city and people felt like they could go on the subways and go shopping on the streets and go to the go to a ball game, uh, it would come it would be coming back quicker. And um, yeah, but major you know, crime is up thirty seven percent. I mean, you got Governor Hochul out there on Long Island about the sharks, which statistically, if you look at it, the chance of you getting bit by a shark is slim to none. But your chance of walking down the street in the Bronx on Baychester Avenue of getting shot by a gangbanger is definitely higher. Yet, where is she? What? Where is she? Jose Alba, the bodega worker, the charges of murder still st- he's still facing them. So it's it's quite the disappointment where her priorities lie. Yeah, and, it, and the the interesting interaction is, uh, you know, Eric Adams comes out every night, tough on crime, tough on crime, tough on crime. And at what point is there going to be some progress in terms of the of the crime statistics? You know, and it's not, of course, it's not the w- wealthy neighborhoods; it's the uh, it's the poorest neighborhoods in the city, uh, and also the places where um, you know the schools uh, hopefully will, will will be back in in the fall and. Uh, Hopefully the kids can can get back to some sense of normalcy. Where That's the other not thing. Worried about they kidding. they are killing our kids by clo- by 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 what they're doing to our kids. We are number what is it uh, was uh, number twenty five in the world for education. They're killing our kids. JP, we have to go to a, a hard break. But JP Miller, Empire Report, NY dot com, uh, and. Um, uh, thank you for what you do and keeping all New Yorkers informed. So, so help me God. Thank you, John. Thank you. God bless. Let's take a break, and we're going to come back with Dr. Mark Siegel, and he's got a few interesting things he always has to say about. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. You're commuting home with Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis on 77 WABC. 
Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night Show. Now we have one of our favorite doctors on the line, Dr. Mark Siegel. Dr. Siegel, why is it that 95% of the men and 95% of the people infected with monkeypox are men here in New York City? And why are why are they trying to make it like this big deal? Well, first of all, Lydia, it is over-exaggerated and hyped as usual. We're in COVID mindset where everything gets exaggerated and we don't want to be accused of underplaying it. So we overplaying it. And your point about it being mostly with men is because the vast majority of the cases are in the population of men who have sex with men. And we don't want to talk about that either, right? Because we'll get accused of stigmatizing when, in fact, public health is not about that. It's about bringing it out into the open so that we can do something about it. We don't have enough of the medication T-Pox, which really works. By the way, this is a painful rash. That works. We don't have enough because there's too much red tape preventing that. And we don't have enough of the vaccine we need so we can vaccinate everybody who's at risk. All of that has got to change, and it will change. We also have to get more testing out there. But it's mainly the, that population, the gay population, men who have sex with men. That is where it is spreading and how it is spreading. It is not going to be another pandemic. Mark, this is Pete King. First of all, it's always great to talk with you. Where are we with COVID, with the new strain? And also what uh, – I'm hearing more and more about people I mean, with long, everybody was sick in the last few weeks. Right. Yes. And also I'm hearing more and more people with long COVID. Well, first of all, two different things. Yeah. I would say, Pete, that we should start with the fact that there's probably way more COVID occurring than anyone's reporting. And that's actually good news because that means most of the cases are too mild to bring to the, to the attention of a right. hospital or even to a physician. I'm using a lot of Paxlovid. I'm using the monoclonal antibodies. I think the, this variant is milder, but this subvariant. But also, there's a lot of immunity out there of people that have had previous COVID or have had vaccine and booster. So we got plenty of immunity against Omicron, and it's helping us. So that's really the message here. It'll get you pretty sick, but we have treatments, and it's very unlikely to hospitalize you, especially if you're carrying some immunity on board. That has not been messaged properly. What do you think the October surprise could be? I mean, I'm worried because already talking again, the COVID chief advisor for the White House talking about getting masks on people. And I'm just I'm, I'm afraid. Oh, look, masks have been mismessaged too. A mask is just something you could decide to wear. And it has to be a KN95 or better if you're in an area indoors where there's a lot of virus around. That's all. It's not something that the government should be forcing you to do. It shouldn't be a mandate. And there's no October surprise, Lydia, in terms of some secret killer variant that's coming our way out of a sci-fi movie. No, it's the BA5 they're talking about, and that didn't do that much harm in South well, Africa, by this the way. Weekend, this weekend, me and Margo watched Sharknado, <laughs> and uh, Anthony Weiner got his commission of 000.4 cents. <laughs> and uh, now, does that mean uh, well, there's another sci-fi movie coming next week uh, about the viruses coming? I mean, you just never know what they're going to come up with. That's what I'm worried about. Look, that's what you hit it right on the head, John, as usual. Either it's for votes or it's for, for coming attractions, one or the other, or both. The only thing that's backfired here is I don't think they've gotten any votes out of COVID or monkeypox. They're trying, but it ain't working. And, Doc, how about long COVID? Is that a, how serious is that? Long COVID's a big deal. But long COVID has got to be distinguished from the fact that almost everybody that gets this virus gets fatigued for a certain period of time, and then they get over it, and then they get better. 
But especially with the older strains of the virus, we're seeing issues of concentration that persist. And that's something we have to really look at. Treatment hold for on. that is exercise, sleeping Doctor, better. Yes. Hold on for one second. We have a, somebody else, too, coming on. Take me out to the ball game. Calling in. Doctor, <laughs> calling in. Uh, we have Eric uh, Shuffler uh, from the Ferry Hawks. And with a report, what the heck is going on in Staten Island? Is the team finally winning? Eric, tell us us what the heck is going on. The team is more than winning, and it is a fun respite from all the talk of COVID. Uh, The team is 9-3, and John. We've won every series we've played. We are a game back from the first-place team, which is at 10-2, and so... We are crushing the ball. We're putting well, up. You know, you know five, yesterday, last games. night at 4 o'clock in the morning, all that, that Frank Morano talked about is going to the Cyclones game, and I'm oh. scratching my head. You went to the Cyclones game, and he says uh, that uh, Sid Rosenberg went to the uh, Cyclones game to throw out the ball, but he told everybody, don't tell anybody I'm here. <laughs> well, listen, that, that was a fire department event, and they held it there. It was honoring 9-11 victims. All right. Okay. We had, uh, I was we there had too. our fire department event uh, last week. And, John, as you know, WABC and the Ferry Hawks are teaming up on July 30th to honor the NYPD. Just a couple And when is WABC weekend? Uh, well, that's going to kick it off July 30th with, with an honoring of the and NYPD. Dr. Mark really Siegel am- wants to know if he's invited. Everyone hey, is invited. I want to be there. I heard that Sid Rosenberg threw a curveball, number one. Number two, <laughs> what the Cyclones are known for more than anything, the best hot dogs and beer in town. What an event it is to go there. And we have better hot dogs in the Cyclones. We have better hot we dogs. Have, we, we have Nathan's hot dogs. What's better than Nathan's hot dog? <laughs> and, John, we have two of Staten Island's best breweries, Killsborough and Flagship, both serving local beer at the stadium, and they make special Ferry Hawk beers for our game. And so, what a view uh, there. Frank Morano goes all the way from, he lives in Staten Island, goes all the way to Coney Island. <laughs> Frank Morano's listening. For, for, for a hot dog. We have to talk to him. Can you his pay for that? Oh, no, he's, he's killing it overnight, so I don't think that's happening. But, no, it has a great, great views, right, and COVID-friendly because you're outdoors. You can't be. We are outdoors. We are COVID-friendly. There is a view that is unbelievable of lower Manhattan. We do fireworks every Saturday And you don't night. have to mortgage your house to go there. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. We have, and we have and, and on WABC people. weekend, we're giving out special discounts to all WABC uh, audience. Tell us the special discount, Eric uh, Shuffler. It's a ten dollars tickets for all WABC listeners who. Uh, and you have go to go to. to give me the use, website. Uh, www.berryhawk.com and use the WABC code to get your ten dollars discounted. And you guys are doing a great job promoting it, and we're honoring the NYPD. What could be better? God, God bless FDNY and NYPD. And uh, thank you all. Thank you, Dr. Siegel, and. And thank you. thank you. And and uh, wait, wait. Peter King's upset. He didn't mention Gil Hodges yet. Gil Hodges. There was a great event last night, which is promoted here by uh, with Ed Cranepool and also with uh, Art Shamsky honoring Gil Hodges. So, John, you got Gil Hodges in the Hall of Fame, I think. Well, God bless. Uh, Judge Weinberg, Congressman King, which King's Highway is named after. <laughs> and Mark Siegel and, and Eric Shuffler and my sidekick. Yes, as I'm kicking him. What do we stand for? Truth, Truth, justice, justice, and and the American American way. way. God bless America. Thank you.